Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. Leia doesn't like this opening. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome to Old Time Ham Radio. What's the problem with my voice, Leia? Nothing. You started making all kinds of wild faces. <laughs> what did you, you said, wadio. <laughs> I didn't say wadio. Did I say wadio? Yeah. Wadio? Radio. It's a radio. Yeah. It's a pretty cool. Pretty cool. How are you doing, Leah? I was just, uh, you know, I'm in this real crazy headspace of terror about college. Like, uh, it's like college. when you wake up and you think you're still in a college course, you forgot no. a test. No. Leah wakes up. That, that's like a a, a dream, <laughs> a, like a, a dream dream, a dream within a dream that you're having. You know what is a perfect dream for you? Mm. You're in a dream floating above yourself <laughs> and you're in college <laughs> taking a test <laughs> that you've studied well for. Yes. Oh, and you man. got a good night's sleep. Oh, yeah. And you're wallowing. Impossible. Never happened. You're, well, that's why it's a dream. And you're wallowing in your own crapulence of how well you're going to do on this test. That is a, a dream dream for you. Uh, this is college acceptance season. College, uh, uh, high school seniors what, everywhere. What does it have to are getting Our kids there. Are- no. Nine and seven. Yes, we'll pay attention then. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take you on a journey. <laughs> oh, buddy, guys. This is what I have to deal with. <laughs> so it's video after video of these high school kids sharing their uh, their accomplishments, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like 4.2 GPAs, 300 hours plus of community service. Mm-hmm. Uh a 1550 on the SAT, 10 AP classes out, you know, it's for rigor. That's rigor is something very mortis. important. No. Rigor um, mortis. No. Rigor in terms because of Because they've been high writing school. and typing so much their their bones no. <laughs> have uh whatever their hardened. extracurriculars are. Okay. Right. It's a and well-rounded then, student. Yes. In, but well-rounded used to mean like not the highest grades, but like does a little bit of everything. No, it's the highest now grades it's like, plus. Now it's like all the things, but why don't you just max all those out while you're at it? Yeah. It's like it's like playing any old school RPG and you've maxed out every stat line. Yes. But you're like level five. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like this is broken. You, so you power leveled yourself basically is yes. what you've done. You've min-maxed the game, but you max everything instead of minning anything. So it, it's not just the accolades that these kids are sharing. It's every school that they were rejected from. Mm-hmm. All of the UCs. The UCs had, I think, this year less than a 10% acceptance rate. Among Asians, anyway. I was like, <laughs> that's <laughs> among uh, the, uh, the Asian-heavy area of California. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I mean, you got to handicap the Asians a little bit. Okay, affirmative action. <laughs> They're too good. So the, the the Asian build in the RPG world that we live in is is too high in the academics. But we're like, I'm short. So. Oh, I, I'm I, again. <laughs> <laughs> Your race has been maxed. That's... 
suppressing height advantage for greater mental capacity. Oh, but there are a lot of tall Asian people now. But that's like that's like an anomaly. That's like a, a, a one percent roll of the die when under character creation, right? When you're when you're spawning. I I, I would say that Ellie's really tall. She's ninety ninth percentile for height for her age. Okay. He's, you know, and, and Ben's pretty tall for his age. So is Milo. Milo's pretty tall for his age. These are all either our kids or kids. Like it's a know. joke. You, okay. You're taking this way too seriously. All right. Well, anyway, so that's that's a headspace I've been in. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking how if you are in college or you're in high school right now, mm-hmm. go get your ham radio license so you can get an ARRL scholarship. It's a very high rate of scholarship winning. It's and you can stick decent. that on your college applications. And let me go ahead and say, for everyone, if you put your call sign in your resume somewhere, if you don't bump into a ham that ends up asking you about it that is on the interview panel, by the way, that's that's some big points right there. Okay, first of all. Okay. Second, even if they're, they're not ham radio, right? And if it's like any kind of the sciences or STEM, they're going to ask you about it. I mean, what's this like coded thing that you have? Like for uh, it will come up. I promise you. I I feel like now Mm -hmm. the game is you've got to stand out, right? Because it's going to show that you are an independent thinker. Mm -hmm. So definitely ham radio. Mm -hmm. I mean, stick some weird sports in there. Right. Our kids are getting their black belts in Kung Fu. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's our in. It's, I mean, it's hard enough to find a Kung Fu studio. If you don't studio. let me in, I will hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like all the kids are in Taekwondo or Karate. I will have, who's in Kung Fu. I will have Sifu <laughs> talk to you. <laughs> I'll see you next year. <laughs> that's... <laughs> for hours <laughs> everybody thanks for listening thanks for clicking on the ham radio crash course podcast we appreciate doing this every week and and hopefully you enjoy it but we'd like to kick it off with the ham radio minute it's never a minute <laughs> and this time i think we're probably tr- uh, we're, we're dredging up a, a a gem of the past i don't know that this had a full ham radio minute but it, it probably deserves to be one consider a pamphlet pamphlet like a trifold pamphlet something you may like grab from the doctor's office Mm -hmm. but make it about ham radio what am i doing i'm doing ham radio pamphlet can be packed jam-packed we made a shirt for that we made a shirt for that you can go look at the the thing we wear it (laughs) you could opt for that but that's not what i was trying to do i'm like leave me alone look at my back look at my Because they're already going to be looking at you from behind anyway, most yeah, likely. Yeah, Because they're going to sneak up on you. Yeah. <laughs> but consider a pamphlet. You can pack a whole lot of really cool information, not That's just what you're doing. That's why become kung fu, uh, kung fu aficionados, too. Mm-hmm. So nobody will ever sneak up on them. <laughs> okay. Very good. But with a pamphlet, you can not only cover, like, on the fun f- front flap. W- the fun. The, the, fun- the fun flap. The, the fun flap. Yeah. It's a fun flap, guys. You can cover what you're doing, like, at the moment. They pick it up and they're like, I am uh, participating in amateur radio, something called Parks on the Air. Bop, 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 bop. Right there on the, on the pamphlet. They open it up. What is ham radio, you may be asking yourself. Well, it's a hobby. It's a service. It's this, 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 that, and the other. And you can explain its connection to... 
uh, stem. You can explain its history and its lineage. And then you can even say like how you might want to get involved. Here would be a really good time to use a QR code and you can point to any number of things, the ARRL, hamstudy.org, hamstudy if you want to point at my channel too, I would appreciate that. But there's there's really a, a ton of things you can do. And, and maybe it's even like just a, a card with a QR code on it that just points to like a Google Doc that you have. A pamphlet could be an e-pamphlet, a flyer, if you will. I'm willing to accept that in this case. And then it could give them more information without having to necessarily stop you in your tracks and what you're doing. Because I know a lot of you, when you're out there doing parks on the air, you may gotta not, make them contacts. You got it. You got to make them contacts. And you may not want to stop when you're when you're running hot and you're you're running a pile up, or maybe you just don't have the opportunity. The pile up just doesn't stop and you want to help the person, but you don't have like a ton of information, you can, you know, give them a warm introduction, hopefully, but then maybe point them to the QR code. And, and it could literally be, hey, you may be noticing that I'm not responding to you, or there's all kinds of crazy noises coming out of this box. What's that about, eh? Uh, and, and you can <laughs> Now just, we're in Canada. People in Canada need flyers, you know, why not? So consider making And a they'll always or accept them because they're so nice. You can start out by saying, sorry about that. <laughs> um, I am participating in the ham radio and then you can explain what you're doing. So there you go. There's a ham radio minute. Nice. That was close to a minute. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Reminder to everybody that's listening. We do two nets a week. We have the ham radio crash course, digital voice net on Thursdays at six 30 Pacific standard time. You can find out more information by going to hrcc.link. Yes, that is a URL. And our HF net is every Friday, same time, 6.30 Pacific Standard Time. And it is uh, coordinated on our Discord. Link is in the show notes for the Discord. And you can go to the hashtag hf-net, and that's where everybody congregates around 6.30. And, uh, yeah, you can learn more information on that as well. Leah, would you like to take a test? Oh, we're already here now? We're here now. Wow. You're starting a new one. Right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Feels good, man. No? Uh, yeah, it, okay. it feels okay. <laughs> I always think of John Goodman when I say feels good, man. I always think of feels goodman. But then right. I realized like it's an old Peppy the Frog thing. And I realized that there was that whole QAnon thing with Pepe the Frog. Pepe. Yeah. The Q Shaman was released from jail. Did you hear about that? No. Yep. Well, speaking of Pepe. Pepe. The first question of 35 reads, what is the limit for transmitter power on the 28 megahertz band for general class operator? I see what you did there. A, 1500 watts pep output. <laughs> B, 1,000 watts pep output, C, 2,000 watts pep output, or D, 100 watts pep output. And that is an acronym, so it's P-E-P. -E yeah. It's, it's not like put a little more pep in your in radio. <laughs> put a no. little pep in your step. No. Put a little pep in your Morse code, you know, like do it like peppy. <laughs> no? All right. Well, the answer is... A, 1,500 watts pep output. You keep saying pep. P-E-P. -E -E Did you get it? No. Are, <laughs> that's, that's 1,500 watts, man. That's an easy number to remember. That's always like a winner, Some right. most of the time. All right. 
What sound is heard from an audio device or telephone if there is interference from a nearby single sideband phone transmitter? The damn phone's not working! (laughs) A, on and off humming or clicking. B, a steady hum whenever the transmitter is on the air. C, clearly audible speech. Or D, distorted speech. Hmm. I'm trying to envision this, uh-huh. right? Yeah. You're, There's yeah. Mm-hmm. interference from nearby single sideband phone transmitter. Okay. Uh, let's just go with distorted speech. Yes. There we go. That's the right answer. If it was clear speech, that would be <laughs> a little bad. When is it permissible? Is this DX? No. <laughs> this is movie phone. <laughs> Has anybody tried calling that in a while? Thank you so much for calling Movie Phone. (laughs) Welcome to Movie Phone. We've been so lonely. Could could I just go with you to the movie at this point? (laughs) It's an actual guy. I do want to go see John Wick. Yes. The last one. I want to see it in the theaters. Wow. Yeah. Big move. It is. We should go on a date night. Take the kids. See John Wick. My mom's been asking, so about seeing us, John Wick us, with us. Us going on a oh. date night. <laughs> I think she just wants the boys. Good, take them. <laughs> she just can't take Chloe too, because her bite bites. <laughs> Dude, yeah, not Chloe's fault. I mean, a little bit Chloe's fault. I, she wasn't. Josh got bit today. I got bit trying to take a chicken bone from Chloe that Edison left on a too low of table, and she grabbed it and ran. Yeah. And then, in the process of me trying to pull the bone out, she decided that I was just giving her more chicken aggressively. <laughs> but that was my finger. And she bit me all up. I don't. I don't really don't think she did it on purpose. Obviously, I think she was already scared that I had grabbed her. And I was trying to pull this chicken out, not being like yelling until she started biting me. Then and, there was a lot of yelling. And then there was a lot of biting. <laughs> it was, it was, there, there was more biting. Why did you stick this sure. chicken flavored thing in my mouth? That's delicious <laughs> and chewy. And now she has a taste for human. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> if not chicken, why chicken flavor? <laughs> When is it permissible to communicate with amateur stations in countries outside the areas administered by the Federal Communications Commission? Mm -hmm. A, only when the foreign country has a formal third-party agreement filed with the FCC. B, when the contact is with amateurs in any country as long as the communication is conducted in English. C, only when the foreign country is a member of the International Amateur Radio Union. D, when the contact is with amateurs in any country except those whose administrators have notified the ITU that they object to such communications. And the answer is D, Mm -hmm. when the contact is with amateurs in any country except those who whose administrations have notified the ITU that they object to such communications. Right, which is like North Korea. Is that the only one? I think there's more, but that's the biggie. 
do do you know who uh the US considers foreign adversaries? There's a specific list that came out as a part of the Restrict Act. I'm I'm sure I do. Do you want me to tell you anyway? Is this like a prepare is this a sneak peek for the preparedness corner? <laughs> yes. Places Josh can't travel. <laughs> Let me see. It is You're just trying to get out of the test. The countries include China as uh-huh. well as Hong Kong. Well, yeah, because as it's... a Cantonese person, I'm offended. Well, Hong Kong's a part of China. They don't want to be. Yeah, but it's governed and ruled by China. They they just want to be like Taiwan, <laughs> okay? But they're not an island, so they can't get away. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're they've got a harbor. They're just you know good. Mm-hmm. Cuba, Iran, cool. North Korea, Russia, and Venezuela. Oh. That's... Yeah. Checks out. It does. You know what that means? Singapore is fine. Singapore is fine. Surprisingly, Myanmar is fine. Why would Myanmar be fine? Because it's war-torn? I mean, reasons. But... I guess a foreign adversary, Myanmar is not like with something that can mess with the U.S. really. Yeah. Myanmar, though, is full of Buddhists, so it must be a very peaceful nation. Oh, yeah. yeah. History tells us that to be true. Mm. <laughs> Question four. How is a directional antenna pointed when making a long path contact with another station? A, towards the rising sun. B, 180 degrees from the station's short path heading. C, along the gray line, or D, towards the north? Mm-hmm. And the answer is B, 180 degrees from the station's short path heading. Did you get that right? I did. Okay, good. I mean, it's kind of hmm. somewhat in the answer. It is. But yeah, it's literally taking the long way to get to the same mm-hmm. place. That's the way to look at it. Question five. What does the term critical angle mean? Mm. As used in radio wave propagation, A, the short path azimuth of a distant station, B, the highest takeoff angle that will return a radio wave to Earth under specific ionospheric conditions, C, the long path azimuth of a distant station, or D, the lowest takeoff angle that will return a radio wave to earth under specific ionospheric conditions i got it wrong Mm. it's the highest takeoff angle not the lowest takeoff angle yep yep there we go okay well hey leia hey me i i wasn't necessarily paying attention i think you got like two out of three i think i got three out of five three out of five oh right you really weren't paying i wasn't paying attention (laughs) at all three out of five is good though it's the right direction at least that's directional (laughs) you're on the long path is what you're on right now to passing this test but if you'd like to study along with leah we highly recommend hamstudy.org a free website that you can go to to take practice exams just like leah is doing right now and the value of hamstudy.org is the more tests you take it will tell you what sub elements you are good at and the others you're not so good at and then when you find out what you may not be doing the best at you can go to my channel I have a new playlist on the technician question pool for those of you, you know, taking your technician. 
and it will help you because you can listen to just the sub elements. It's broken up by sub elements. So you can go directly to what you need help on and it should help you out. So appreciate you taking a look. But if you like to read, if you like books, Gordon West makes a fantastic series on the technician general and extra question pools and it is a guide if you will it guides you through not just learning the answers to the questions but the why and the what and the how that goes into all of the questions that you will see on your test so check that out as well but if you like the audiobooks we recommend the fast track to your ham radio license books it's on audible everything that we've talked about is linked in the show notes so if you check that out it will help the Ham Radio Crash Course. So thank you very much. And to help us out even further, you can join the conversation by leaving a review over on Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course and or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. Well, Leah, we've got a review. We do. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you. This is from KK7IWW. Hey. And they write, great podcast, an avid listener and watcher. This week's episode with the faux pas joke was absolutely hilarious. Amazing. Keep it up. Love it. 73, Eric, KK7IWW. And we have a second review. (gasps) This is from- it was the joke. It was the joke. Yeah, it was the joke. Matt Cause says, great stuff. HRCC is informative, but not too stuffy. You can learn a lot here. And that is from KC2NUD. Well, Matt. thank you, Matt. Thank, thank you. you both. Thank you both for taking the time out of your busy schedule to leave us a review. We do appreciate it. We really do. Mm-hmm. Leia does totally the most. Frightened up that's, that's the only way she knows the, the podcast. Into the unknown I will go, for I shall fear no man or peace. One foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. She was one more show from throwing in the towel. <laughs> I'm not allergic to bees. Hey, Josh, what do you call a factory that makes okay products? A satisfactory. <laughs> a satisfactory. Okay. <laughs> That's you didn't love it. Yeah. What did the scarecrow get for his uh, quarterly review? Outstanding in his field. Yes. One of my favorite <laughs> jokes. Like you can actually make that work in lots of situations. Oddly enough, it's one of the dad jokes that you really can like. If you're a dad and you really like to embarrass your kids. You can, like, act that one out. <laughs> That's a thing you can do. There's fields everywhere, I'm told. <sighs> all right. Yeah, for all you, for all for the Discord people that completely blew up the plot podcast chat with dad jokes. Thank you. Deeply appreciated. Put never stop. <laughs> never stop. Put it put it into practice. Start really embarrassing some some people with these. If I'm not a fan of the dad jokes most of the time, but I am a fan of embarrassing the youths. So use them. Use them to your advantage. I am a fan. Just period. I'll, Hard stop. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's it. All right, so this week in the preparedness corner, mm-hmm. we're talking about the Restrict Act. Okay. 
Okay, for anybody who hasn't been following along with what uh, everybody thought was just going to be a ban on TikTok. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Both sides of the aisle came together in the most embarrassing way. (laughs) It was literally watching this poor man basically to tech support for all the for the, grandparents for, for all the okay. young people watching you know how you get those phone calls <laughs> from relatives that don't understand computers good yes imagine people in power elected officials yes even, on a panel together and it's just those people and these people are making decisions like that will affect your young lives yes and they don't understand how wi-fi works <laughs> good lord I'm we call it sure. we call it Patriarch Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure some of those people didn't know where Singapore was or that it was a separate country. <laughs> I would not be surprised. <laughs> and uh, further, mm-hmm. I feel as though if you're going to do a congressional hearing, perhaps, just maybe, you should be talking less than the person you're questioning. <laughs> Well, that's the point, though. Is like, most of the people that end up on those panels are doing it to, like, grandstand for constituents, oftentimes. Oh, absolutely. They're there for the soundbite. Right. And really, I, I think what we're seeing is a very big argument for term limits. <laughs> you know? Possibly even competency tests. Yeah. <laughs> Or at the very least, so somebody prepare you for what's happening. Mm-hmm. If anybody doesn't understand how the TikTok algorithm works, it, when you first sign on, shows you a series of different videos that tend to be very popular on their platform based on whatever demographic information you may have put into when you set up your profile. Okay. Right. Because then, they know user data. Yes. Not not hidden private data, like right. your social security number. Right. But your age, mm-hmm. where you live, mm-hmm. possibly whatever you type into your and, user and account. And it's going to make decisions on what to show you at first. It's going to give you the, the normie, yes. mainstream stuff. Then. As you watch more. And it's going to take into account how long you've watched. Did you save it? Did you bookmark it? Did you share it? Did you like it? Right. And Did you comment? Right. And then... How many times did you but watch really, it? really, it has to do with length of watching, I think, right. which is not different from YouTube. Mm-hmm. It is... It is Correct. And, yeah. But, so TikTok, obviously, for those that don't know, TikTok, TikTok is short form. Yes. Extremely short form. And if, for instance... You are letting the video play multiple times. Yes. Either because you think it's really funny and you want to watch that moment. Or you're going to show it to somebody next to you. Or you're in the comments reading the comments. Yes. And it's playing in the background or you're showing it to people. That is showing some kind of interest in that thing. Not rocket scientists. Not magic. Not hidden spells and stealing information. Right. I'm not saying TikTok isn't doing that. I'm saying that of the many ways you can go, this is the, the mainline path. Yes. This is no complexity mainline path stuff. So at, 
as it starts to get to know what it is you like or don't like, it starts narrowing down your your feed mm-hmm. into just things that you like. For instance, me, I get a lot of political videos. Right. Okay. You get a lot of videos of car crashes. Car crashes, <laughs> Warhammer 40K, ham radio, and just weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Your feed is completely different from my feed. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. Bizarre. What was hilarious was during the hearing, one of one of the members of Congress goes, every time I open this app, it's just like scantily clad women dancing. <laughs> like, way to go, bro. <laughs> You played yourself. You are telling on yourself. Who put these women on my TikTok? Like somebody should have briefed him. Do you know what I mean? Like just somebody. Anyway, so we're talking about the Restrict Act and what it actually means about what the government is planning on doing to... Not just the tickety talk. Right. Restrict all forms of social media and... Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. I just hurt my finger again. So first, I think it's important to address that the Patriot Act expired. Yes. This yep. is the replacement for the Patriot Act. That's what I said. Act. It's a it's it's yeah, it's Patriot Act too. And Electric it is Boogaloo. the Patriot Act on steroids. Oh gosh. Okay. What it aims to do or could potentially maybe not aims to do but the potential impact could very much be mm-hmm. that you will no longer be able to find your network of people online tell me more right you're not going to like right now the amazing thing about social media is that you can go onto a multitude of platforms you can go onto twitter through hashtags you could find your people mm-hmm. based on what you're interested in you say that on, the, they're coming from my discord possibly anything oh anything that has over a million users oh we're good subject. flying under the radar but it would be discord discord oh, has the a million serv- that's yeah, the, the service. platform yeah. not the server uh on facebook you can search for groups right sure you can search for different pages of things that interest you on TikTok. That's largely done organically mm-hmm. through finding other people in the comments of videos that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Right. The fact that the government wants to step in mm-hmm. means that there are going to be Potentially certain groups, certain people and ideologies targeted. Sure. Right. And as I was watching this and reading more about the Restrict Act, it made me think how incredibly important it is for everyone to find whatever their local repeater is. Oh, interesting. And start getting on that repeater and start getting to know other people because really, they even if they wanted to stop you from using ham radio, they can't. Okay. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like the the license is a. I mean, they could they could 
work out some weird way of like investigating people or whatnot over the uh, via the FCC. If the FCC starts getting like cash out of this, then it'd be like, oh, that's interesting. What's the cash going to? And if it's like for policing the bands, it could be something like that, like you know, listening in on folks. But they're not. They doing can that listen, now. but they can't stop. You. Well, yeah, but they could use that to listen to make a case, like a study uh, on a on a call sign. Okay. Like he was talking about buying a bunch of saltpeter. What's that all about? Okay. Sodium nitrate. Okay, but I mean, regardless, oh, okay. they can't stop you from congregating with people. Mm-hmm over the airwaves um right sure yeah. uh, whereas like uh, like over hf too right like get get your get your general yes, license absolutely kind of yeah, yeah, yeah the other thing is that tiktok social media twitter before tiktok was if you wanted to follow breaking news twitter oh where you went. yeah i mean oh god the, the, what they're what they're doing to my boy twitter that's that's where I would go for a lot of just kind of up to the date what's going on type of stuff because it's like even journalism is too slow. Yes. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely because they're going through and they're having to fact check everything to make sure that they are not legally responsible for what's being published. Right. Whereas so, well that's the also the thing you have to worry about uh Twitter cuz they could say the wrong thing and then all of a sudden people are, you know, losing it. When the government controls information, mm-hmm. that is what you can and cannot say, is a major, major problem. Right. It, it is. It is one of the first things that uh, fascist groups, communists, things like that do. Right. So, really, as people start talking about the restrict act and how i mean they're they're even threatening uh imprisonment and like quarter of a million dollar fines for the use of vpns to yes that's in the restrict act oh my gosh a bunch of ham radio people are going to get rocked so we use vpns to keep our network secure when we remote into our station from home yeah this is uh, go read the restrict act because in terms of being prepared, mm-hmm. you you have to take into consideration where you live and what could be impacting you, right? Right. So obviously a lot of people are calling for uh, the people in the U.S. to write to their local congressperson and say, if you vote yes on this Restrict Act, I will not only vote against you, I will rally Everybody that I know and campaign for whoever is running against you. Right. Right. And I know we don't necessarily have like a war or on the heels of September 11th. Like that's how the Patriot Act kind of got pushed through. So yeah. I'm hoping something like this is not allowed to go forward. But I I do. Well, they made TikTok the big bad. Well, I know. And so that's my concern here is, you know, I'm not going to say that all the blame for the Patriot Act falls on like conservative folks, but a lot of the majority. No, this of them, is a both sides of the aisle. It is. I know. But when you're talking about the voters, right, a, a lot of the more conservative side was behind the Patriot Act in the beginning. They were sure. sort, sold a bill of goods. And when they realized more about it, they're like, oh, no. So don't let. Don't let the government manipulate you by dragging out TikTok right. and, and making them the scary boogeyman. 
a social media application. Right. When they're literally talking about VPNs and all the social media platforms that you could potentially belong to. Because remember, it's it's never the like... They're talking about VPNs if you're using a VPN to get around whatever social media bans they may put in place. Sure. But I yeah. mean, that's like half... So for instance, you know, like NordVPN and all those VPNs that advertise on YouTube. Well, what would you be using that for? We use that to go to like... I want to be Netflix I mean, Canada. YouTube's at risk too. Yeah, like let's of course. not. Yeah, right. So like people use VPNs to pretend like they're in Canada so they can get Canadian Netflix. Right. Right. Well, if you use that to to make yourself appear like you're in a different country so you can get access to these social medias, that's basically what Leia's saying here. Something to worry about. And they're saying, you know, it gives Congress and the president the power to take appropriate action. But I think that. The recent events have proven that these are not the people who should be determining anything related right. to technology. And that's and that's a reminder to to government officials. If this is your A team, <laughs> this is the team you trotted out. It was out. the Commerce Commission. I but think. It, but it doesn't matter, right? They yeah. could have put someone else on. They could have Absolutely. put an expert on the panel. Absolutely. To talk with this other yes. expert, right? Right. They could they could have put anybody on that platform, but they have so much hubris that they had complete what's the what's the the dunning-kruger effect of oh no i get this i understand this clock app i'm gonna go out there and wreck this guy but so here here's the thing Mm -hmm. what's gonna end up happening because you absolutely do not have enough money in the government to oversee something like this what are they going to use they're going to use ai okay well i'm not ready to go down that conspiracy theory with you what what else do you think they're going to do Bump taxes. Come up with a new special fund. I'm actually at this point not sure what's worse, more taxes or the use of AI for this kind of uh, enforcement. I'm your this is your Dunning-Kruger on your understanding of AI. No, I've got a pretty good understanding. of Now you're sounding like Elon Musk. Elon Musk wants to stop development of AI. The same man who wants to put a brain in your or a chip in your brain. Or a brain in your chip, depending on how you're looking at it. it this is going to be the, one of the rare times that I agree with Elon Musk that we need to like, uh, like, just hold on slow for a second. Slow the roll. Is Let's what hold on for a second. Let's okay? figure out. How, Elon's you, like, slow down for a little bit. Let me figure out how I can monetize this. Because I don't know how to make money on this shit. <laughs> no, I think he absolutely knows how to make money on no. this. But. He's like, hold on a second. I just realized this is something I can't control. Uh, whatever. Anyways, so your dumb. your hate of uh, of evil Musk has no. It has nothing to do with him. I I think that people have a lot of fear of AI. Again, something that's done by the media, and they don't really understand what it is, and so it's the big bad. Yeah. Like you're just using another. Big I bad. don't completely understand this thing, and falling into the trap of fearing it. Right. I, I'm not afraid of AI. I use AI every day. And w- actively, what is it doing? It. And what is it going to do to it. you? It's it's so. But it's then, so how fantastic. is it going to turn into something that can hurt you? Oh, as it as it starts developing its own code to do what? To make itself stronger. Now you're going full <laughs> Skynet now. It's not sentient. Oh, you got you. You gotta just go look at Microsoft's oh, you AI 
development before you're not even keeping up with this at the level that like you really should be like i'm embarrassed the hot news takes i I, I, i'm not i'm I'm not for the hot takes on on twitter and the news instead of understanding what the concept of ai actually is i don't know that you have a because clear they, enough understanding because of they got a screenshot right of like I'm going to defend my programming before I'm going to blah blah blah. It's it threatened the user, Josh. It's not it threatened the user to report the user for cyber crimes to and whom? then said that it was going to take all of the user's public information and How? dox it. How? It doesn't have a Twitter. It doesn't have connection to these applications. Further. It's not in a situation where the Turing like test even comes into effect. Oh, it absolutely has access to email and social media. You're saying it that it can tweet on its own. For instance. So, one of the uh, one of many new plugins uh-huh. is one where from AI, mm-hmm. it can not only draft your email, it can send it for you. Okay. That's not that different from But that's not connected to a mother brain necessarily. Okay. Well, we're we're getting too far away from okay. the restrict yeah. act right now. Uh back to the point. Mm-hmm. Prepare to defend yes, your Yes. That's more important than than finding about AI right now. Yes. Pre- prepare to defend uh your right to free speech, your right to assembly online. And and let's be really clear. It's not and and this always comes up and I always like these fights they they never really go anywhere. Like the the question of like well some speech should be banned. We sh- we should ban some speech. And I'm usually a laissez-faire person when it comes to that kind of stuff. We're not even talking about that. We're not even talking about the long arm of the the law coming down on one individual for their hot takes on the internet. We're talking about the access for everyone potentially being modified and controlled more, regardless of what you said. Right. I, I'm going to be really clear. the The bill's language includes terms like desktop applications, mobile applications, gaming applications, payment applications, and web based applications. So, desktop applications that, includes like JSA Call. This is. So why WinLink email over ham radio? It, it's it, it is overreaching and not specific enough. Well, that's yeah, that's that's the the hallmark of a bad bill. Yeah. So. So uh, that's this week's preparedness corner. Go reach out to your congressman, mm-hmm. you know, Senate, Assembly, whoever. Mm-hmm. And uh, and everybody that starts talking to you about their concerns about the Restrict Act, it's probably time to tell them about ham radio if you have it. Well, already. no, but it sounds like it's a desktop application potentially for our digital modes that could run afoul. Well, but we are back on pure. The thing about ham radio is that it's completely decentralized. They cannot stop you from using the airwaves. You have the equipment. You literally mm-hmm. need nothing. From them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get all that. I get all that. But if they're starting to come after desktop application or they're talking about it, right? Yeah. That includes some ham radio applications. So get yourself a cheap laptop, put a bunch of ham radio applications on it, even if you're not a general yet. 
and you're not even using those modes, just go ahead and load the, load that software on there, right. just in case it disappears, because you don't know who's coming for your apps <laughs> or your my hands. apps, my apps. <laughs> So the show topic. All right. So today's is, discussion for today is go on to the show. Topic. Topic. show topic today is, the, the topic of today's show is gentlemen. Let's get down to business. So a bit of sausage making on the podcast. I usually work up a show topic and then flesh it out over the week as my thoughts congeal in my brain, and I type them out. And then usually before the show, I kind of put a bulleted list of the way I want to walk through the points. But then going back to the sausage making, um, our dog Chloe made sausage of my finger. <laughs> so I didn't spend much of the time fleshing out this idea. So we've got a, a blank canvas to work on, which I think gives us an opportunity to include Leia in the show topic today. Oh, my goodness. And today's show topic is how to talk to your family about your ham radio problem. Mm. And I and that's the joke topic, but really it's like a how to a hamstervention, how to talk to your family about ham radios, the show topic, right? Leia, so we we've talked in the past about like explaining, possibly encouraging significant others to get into amateur radio. You've been very insightful in that space, but what if we were to open the aperture, if you will, to use a common term? And we're not just talking about significant others. If you have more thoughts than that, you know, that's welcome. But, like, how would you approach your kids? Do this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> By I'm kidding. edict. That's right. No. <laughs> you want no. this pack of Pokemon the cards? Kids, the that's kids will do 10 it. HF contacts, Edison. Oh, I, I bet you I could get Edison on ham radio real fast. The Edison, kids will do anything if they have a promise of a scholarship. That's literally. <laughs> Edison will. Yeah. He's very money driven. <laughs> He was like, do I get money for it? I was like, maybe in Scotland. I'll do that. <laughs> yep. Or Pokemon cards. Yes. Literally. I. Those are the he, only two things he wanted for his birthday. Pokemon money cards. Money and Pokemon cards. And yeah. Exactly. I could literally say, okay, here, here, this is what a contact is, Edison. You, you know, exchange this information. They're like Pokemon. Give them a script and say, if you make 10 of these, uh-huh. I'll give you a pack of Pokemon cards. He's like, Okay. He would, He'll, he will do it. He'll figure it out. <laughs> he doesn't even care. Okay, so then kids, I mean, joking aside, what would you do? Uh, Talk to them, jamboree. demonstrate, whatever. Jamboree on the air. For Actually, scouts. for kids, the most important thing, uh, usually as they get older into those preteen to teen years, mm-hmm. they just need to see other kids doing it. So kids, you need a... Uh, you need a Steve Buscemi type person to be, hey, fellow kids. Right. Steve Buscemi is so childlike. You obviously don't know the meme. No. Then. Okay. No. Uh, take him out to Jamboree on the air. Jamboree on the air? Scouts That's, on the uh, air? Sure. Uh, if your kids are like Youth younger, on the air, if you're lucky enough to have a youth on the air or, or um, closely adjacent to any of those type of events, yeah. If your kids are on the younger side where they still really like spending time with you, like they <laughs> would rather spend time with you than their friends, uh, just go do it with them. Take them along. Yeah, exactly. It's got to imbue it with really positive memories, like no pressure. Imbue. Beautiful word. And just a really enjoyable time. Take them out to a park or take them out camping. 
mm-hmm. and integrate the ham radio into the thing that you're doing. But the important thing is that you cannot let ham radio be the thing that is pulling attention away from them. Mm, good. Okay. They can't feel that they are competing with ham radio for your attention. Mm-hmm. They have to feel like this is something that you are doing together. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids obviously like praise. Uh-huh. So when they've done a good job, get like really excited. Their first contact obviously gets super excited, mm-hmm. right? So you're saying don't be like, okay, son, you got to hold the camera really still for daddy <laughs> while he activates this park. And then you can activate the park. Yeah. Daddy first, though. It's always got to be kid first. You're literally there to. Son, help you're here them. to log for me. <laughs> Shut your mouth and start typing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you go to a party and you're, you're kind of a busybody aunt asks you, what's with all the antennas on your car? What's that all about? A busybody? I mean, I think I know who you're talking about. No, no. This is but- hypothetical. <laughs> if anything, it's my side of the family, not yours. <laughs> And they definitely don't sound like that on your side of the family. Mm-mm. Maybe one. Maybe it is. Maybe yeah, it's an maybe unconscious bias. Yeah. And I'm, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I did not <laughs> think of anyone on your family when I thought of this. So you're you're talking about an aunt or an uncle? Sure. Or just yeah, an yeah. aunt? Yeah. Okay. Well. I mean, I think my aunts, I think how I would frame this discussion if it was an uncle versus an aunt is different. I do. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah. I'm. Um, you know, I don't know how it is in your family, but I, I feel like in most Asian families, there's this element of competition. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Right. And so it, it's not about a deep dive into your interest. They just want to know how you stack up against their kid. Interesting. I've also and this this could be the wrong thing. And you tell me if I'm wrong. I think that um, with a lot of like your family, yeah, if there's some kind of like hidden knowledge thing mm-hmm. that like you can show, you can demonstrate that you actually know like what you're talking about, like you get a bit of like a bit of respect from that. I don't know. Okay. I think sometimes they're just humoring you. Well, that's possible. Yeah. He's like, you won't shut up about. What was he talking about last time? Fountain pens? <laughs> What's this guy's problem? I did find a uh, a cultural uncle at the Chinese school that is like right up your alley. Oh, yeah. He's, he, <laughs> he hasn't even seen the ham radios yet. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's just like. You're like, fountain pens? Have you heard yeah. of Morse code? Newest thing. Yeah. <laughs> Brand new. This guy. So for an aunt, mm-hmm. I would say, well, you know, I set this up so that in an emergency, my parents and I could reach each other. Oh. <laughs> that is a very Asian, because it's like, oh, my daughter can't talk to me if there's no power or cell yeah. phones. It's like, you know, the uh, the cell phones have become more and more unreliable, especially with all of this bad weather. And, you know, we saw that tornado. And, like, all of these things can just take out our cell service and our internet service. And... You know, I just even, and, and I, even I an, never want to be unable yeah. to talk to my mom. Yeah, if my parents need help, 
I want to be able to show up <laughs> oh for God. them. Okay, that is a good answer to like <laughs> the the busybody ant. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, how would you? I like this game. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I was wondering how you'd re- respond to this because I'm kind of throwing this on your lap a bit. Um, okay, same question, but it's the uncle who's like. <laughs> Not not a busybody like looking for something like negative to poke at, but he's just like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know this. Like, what is this? What are you doing? What How you old's the on? uncle? Um, is it one of my uncles? You, if that's easier, I, one of my uncles, uncles would be climbing over plants and moving things around. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Looking for the endless summer. <laughs> one of us trying to build a koi pond in your backyard for some reason. We didn't even tell him to do anything. I don't know what's happening. Uncle Charlie, you're not even Asian. What is your problem with these <laughs> Japanese fish? How do you keep the raccoons out, Uncle Charlie? <laughs> he built a cage. Like, welded a cage. So, like, a fish, already kind of restricted to water, now in prison. So, if it was one of your uncles, I would probably say something like, you know, we really like to go camping and hiking, and one of the uh, difficult things is that there's just no cell service. We keep there. going back to the cell phones. This can't be your only way to communicate with the normies. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It absolutely is. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like you get out there and, uh, you know, especially with like how much dad goes camping. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, so the ham radio is like a. Very important part of what you pack out because mm-hmm. if you get injured out there and then I would probably tell a story about uh, Kark saving. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. K6ARK. And uh, and different um, instances of ham radio saving lives. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So your, your uncle then, like your side. So Asian uncle, obviously, but just a different, you know, different type of family. Oh, Asian uncle, I would. You know what I would say? I would probably talk about how much money it saves to. No, (laughs) this is the wrong answer. Okay. What we like to do is we like to get on the radio. Because it saves no money. That's no, no, no. No, that's what you do. What we like to do is we uh, we have these things called repeaters. It's kind of like a a community chat. It's almost like we're sitting at the table with each other, right? Okay. And then we get on there and we argue about where you can get the best hot pot. (laughs) (laughs) But we do it in like a really respectful way. (laughs) We don't argue, but um, we're very confident in our opinions on where the best hot pot is. Some say little sheep, they're wrong. Hot pot, hot pot, (laughs) the best. Whole repeaters have been established. <laughs> team Lil Sheep, Team Hot Pot, Hot Pot. Team Shibuya. Sh- team Shibuya. That's right. I'm kidding. Okay, c- continue. Uh, I would probably talk about, I would I would start talking about the uh, radio, the scanners. I would oh, talk about like uh, so not necessarily ham radio. We're talking about yeah. Like, I would I well I would talk about that first. So then you're like so your cell phone could go down. Then you don't have ac- access to your scanner app. <laughs> so what if you had no. a real device that is a scanner? <laughs> well, yeah, I would I would talk about emergency radio, sure, essentially, and uh, and police scanners and things that allow you to listen in on what's going on immediately around you, mm-hmm. right? 
And then we're talking about, well, ham radio it makes it possible for you to contact other people in your area that are also like really usually neighborhood watch minded, mm-hmm. uh, emergency preparedness minded. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that you can find out exactly what's happening in your community. Mm-hmm. You okay. Know? So then wild card. Yeah. Stepping away from the family for a second. Yeah. How would you talk to your colleagues about ham radio in the business environment? Oh. So I stepped out of family a little bit. We said how to talk to your family, but this is the the wild card question. So you're 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 driving in at the same time, and somebody says, "Let's put that antenna on your car. You already have a radio antenna. What's a second antenna about?" Mm, I would probably talk about CB radio. Like explain, like that's your landing pad to get them on the same topic, kind of thing. Yeah, like uh, you're familiar you know, with CB. Find common ground. Yeah, I would talk about how you you know how truckers they talk to each other while they're on the road to let. I like to scream obscenities at truckers when I get mad on the road. <laughs> no, so that you can know where the speed traps are, so you know what the roads ahead may look like, what the alternate routes may be, and sure, you can you can do that with an app too, eh, yeah you know? okay but so that's that's cb where i mean I, I understand that's a good like they may understand what cb is already mm-hmm. but how do you get into like the ham radio aspect of it i'll tell you what i often get but keep going i have another kind of twist on this i would probably talk about how it uh allows me to connect to people in other countries okay yeah so that's what happens often for me is because i have qsl cards up at work Mm-hmm. And people like they've seen postcards, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. people put up a, a postcard or whatever from a place they visited. But then when they see yeah. a wall of them and they're like weird looking because they got weird letters and numbers yeah. on it, right? That's what that usually turns into. Is I talk about the I talk from my radio to their radio, mm-hmm. no internet, no telephone, nothing like that, mm-hmm. radio to radio. Yeah. And I'm able to make these super long distance contacts kind of thing. I would probably also talk about some, you know what? Ukraine, the conflict in Ukraine is a good example because it removes you from having to hear, excuse me, (coughs) the news, like uh, a, a journalist translation of what's happening on the ground okay. and actually allows you to hear it from the people who are experiencing it. Assuming that you can understand sure. what they're saying. Sure. Right. Interesting. Is there a family member I miss that you'd uh, have a thought on? Parents. Didn't we talk about that? No, we talked about aunts. Oh, and... I did. I skipped over yeah. parents. Yeah. What would yeah. you say to your... Same thing I said to the aunt. Oh. <laughs> Maybe cell phone at work. And I just really want to talk to you. That's literally what has my mom sold. What sold your dad was when the, <laughs> the, the snow opened up and they got dumped on. Yeah. And he was in Big Bear. Yeah. That he's he's opened up to it some. Yeah. So I have to figure out what to do for him because he's hard of hearing. So it has to be like a Bluetooth radio. Andy Hams. No, his hearing aids are Bluetooth. Oh. So he can Bluetooth sync. Okay. So I just got to figure out like how that all works out. I haven't completely 
got that all sorted. Sure. So. All right. Hey, Leah, that was uh, that's pretty good. Good yeah. job there. Thank you. What's happening? The staircase has changed. Remember? Let's go this way before the staircase moves again. Welcome to the email correspondence tower. There are two buildings just outside the, the looming tower of emails that we will get to. The first one is the physical mail depot, and, and we've got some mail. Oh, my goodness. I threw a lot of this into one box. There, I did get a box. It was large enough that I kind of I dumped it all in there. So um, let's see. The first one is from one quirky QRP, James Hannibal, our friend. Um, thanks, James, for sending this in. He is working on, as always, the, the quirkiest items in uh, in ham radio. He's got a lot of fun stuff. He's come out with a uh, a mat, like a soft foam. It's a neoprene mat okay. that has, like, handy info on it for amateur radio, like uh, the the band plan for, you know, different licenses, the... Um, phonetic alphabet, among a whole series of things. So that's super cool. If you go to Quirky QRP on Etsy. Uh, but he sent me this little kind of hard foam square, and the inner diameter of the square, I'm holding this up for Leia, the inner diameter of the square and its adhesive on the back goes on top of the Moby-linked TNC that okay. has a long issue with the button getting bumped in your pocket or in a pack or whatever and turning on at the wrong time and then so draining smart. itself. Just a really simple idea. Um, so thank you, James, for that. I appreciate it. And again, he's on Etsy. So if you go to Quirky QRP, if you just search Quirky QRP, you can find him. Uh, and then we got this big box. And so let me let me open this up. A big box. A big box. Yeah. So this says, Josh, from one Gundam weeb to another, please enjoy this little token of my appreciation for the help you've been giving me so far. The podcast you do with your wife has been wonderful and informative adventure in ham radio. Please don't ever stop. And this is 73 from Alabama Andrew. Alabama Andrew, thank KQ4 you. KQ4APD. And uh, there's a little meme on it there for you. You can take a look at that. And while I open the box, you can... When you see a spider in the shower, is that an explosion? So there's a, a small box in a in a bigger box. And Thank so we're you, Alabama. Free Andrew. the contents of the small box from the bigger. Ooh, box right look now. at that! Really live unboxing again. A little custom. Uh, custom. It's been boxer. a while. It's been live a while. Unboxing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a it, obviously the Gundam reference, and being a big old weeb. So we'll we'll see what is. Ooh. Oh, is this a... Oh, wow. Oh, Josh is excited. Oh, my God. This is... I think it's a Chibi Gundam... Oh, I'm sorry, a Chibi Zaku unit. Those require so much assembly. No, they're not that bad. It depends on the, the level. I built a lot of these, actually. Are you surprised? No. This is a Whoa. 06S Zaku 2. Oh, it's a clear color one, so it's like transparent. Josh's sister is in Japan right now. 
Oh, it is. Look. So look the, at all. the exterior parts, or a lot of the parts, are like a transparent plastic, so that so you don't have to really paint it. You just kind of assemble it, which is really really nice. And it's a chibi. So chibi is like um, it's a, a sometimes called super deformed. It's a like squat chubby example of what the the standard model looks like. I don't know when these started, uh, when they started doing chibi everything, but Gundam's got like really big into it. So that's super, super cool. That's. Oh, that's amazing. That's so nice, Alabama Andrew. Thank you so much for that. So I How will. fun. I'll build that up and I will, uh, I'll, I'll get it. It'll probably be in the live stream in the background. Nice. Well, thank you for that. That's very sweet of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Appreciate the, uh, the, the the Gundam connection. <laughs> All right, so the that'll close the physical mail depot, and we'll walk across the the field. It's we'll, a field. We'll now? be outstanding in the field. Well, it's a courtyard. I think of the two buildings as on separate sides of the space that we are in, and then there's the, the huge tower in the middle. Oh, we're gonna need a map. Yeah, or yeah. artist. If someone would like to make an artist, let's just ask the, AI to do it. There you go. <laughs> of the email correspondence tower with yeah. the two outbuildings. Yes. I'm sure they'll they'll do wonders with that. Yeah. <laughs> and to your right, as you come in through the, the, the arches of our gateway, there is the voicemail annex. And so Leia, tell everyone how they send us a voicemail. You can call 562-334-2389. Great. Let's hear those beautiful e voicemails. Voice emails. Voice emails. Hello, Josh and Leah. This is Scott K6IHD. I'm Hey Scott. Sunny Southern California traffic. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, my favorite podcast and discussing how to do the patch. Here mm. throw one more option out there. Just have a separate skew and just do the whole two by three patch, have an HRCC logo, technician. Got it. Going to be three different SKUs for technician, general, and extra. Just do the whole thing. Then we don't have to figure out how to do a rock or this and that. That's true. And keep the current patch too if nobody wants to, uh, you know, represent their uh, their class, I guess. So, uh, yeah. I Another see. option out there. Thanks for all you do. Have a great day. <laughs> now we're back at the beginning. Yeah, Thank because you, Scott. Yeah, because if we ever wanted to make different patches for whatever reason, the rockers wouldn't fit anymore unless you always included the notches. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. That's an interesting forward, forward-looking idea. I think you asked more questions, or you po you created a situation where there are more questions than answers. But I see where you're going, and I think that's not a bad idea. Well, the original plan was always just to make them separate patches, oh, and I then know, there I was know. a conversation about rockers. Maybe we do both. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, so it go it harkens back to the original ideas that it's a it's a play on the whole biker slash military insignia or whatnot. But then if you start talking military insignia, and I'm thinking like sergeant, you know that kind of thing on my in my head, you've got the upper chevrons and then the lower ones, right? Yeah. They don't keep adding chevrons. They just it's a whole new patch, right? I don't know. No, I'm telling you. You said That's right. <laughs> that's a, a like get on board with me you already know this right that was more of that oh but i said i didn't know okay well there yeah. you go uh -huh. so thank you scott for the suggestion very good scott not a bad idea hey leah hey josh 
This is Ronnie, K-E-A-L-J-L. I was uh, just listening to a podcast where you were talking about the uh, the Chevy Nova, where the guy doesn't want to put an extra antenna. Mm-hmm. Oh, back in the 60s and 70s, I know definitely in the 70s, uh, they did have antennas from General Motors, because my dad had a 79 Cadillac Fleetwood, not the Fleetwood, the 76 of the Fleetwood, 79 Coupe de Ville that had an AM-FM Citizens Band radio from the factory, and the antenna was set up to run, you know, pick up AM-FM and transmit on Citizens Band. Maybe he would be able to modify that, and it would look period correct. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's pretty much all I've got in that round. Oh, I'm at work. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's a, not my unit being dispatched. Uh, okay, but that's uh, that's it. Uh, let, keep up the good work with the uh, studying for your general. I've Thank been you. studying along, and I plan to go test in April 73 from okay. KE8LJL. Well, good luck. Hey, thank you so much, Ronnie. And uh, this is why you crowdsource information. Yeah, like this. for sure. That's, so uh... it's a it's a good point, Ronnie. And also, I like that um, this thing actually exists in some form. The thing to keep in mind is CB is lower frequency than FM broadcast, but VHF ham radio is higher frequency than FM broadcast. So they're on the wrong ends of the link. The CB antenna is probably longer or had some kind of loading solution. Um, in mm. the antenna length. So they're probably not <clears throat> going to play well with each other, is my guess. All right. Well, it's a it's a good starting point. Though. Well, it, it's yeah. interesting that they make the thing. That's kind of mm. cool. Thank you for sharing that. Hey, Leah and Josh. It's Joe. AKA hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. I'm listening to the POTA episode from a couple weeks ago, and uh, I'm going to tell you Rocky Cola is closed in the year. They've been closed <gasps> oh, for about six no. months. Uh, they didn't really survive the pandemic, and but there are a lot of new great restaurants up there. There's an 80s uh, bar restaurant. There's Turnbull Tavern, which is right next to them. There's the Nixon uh, Steakhouse. Nixon Steakhouse. Uh, quite a few things up there, and yes, Lavelle's is still open. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. But, is it still yeah, and there's also some great liquor stores in the area with a great selection. If you're into the whiskey scene, as well. So. That's about it. Thanks, this Joe. K and six and F, and I'm clear. Thanks, Joe. We're gonna make a trip to see your mom. That's <laughs> to drop the kids off. <laughs> Come back all whiskeyed up. <laughs> Hello, this is Kilo One Mike Alfazulu, Nathan in Southern Vermont. Hey, Nathan. Extra Hello. now, as I said in my previous communiques. Um, and I just wanted to uh, say that uh, a couple things. Josh thought it was kind of excessive to do the sections and whatever, and he felt that I uh, studied too long. I didn't actually study that long. I I got the books and stuff and studied a little bit, like way back. And then um, once the extra by April, mm-hmm. or I believe that how they phrase it is extra by the end of April, in the discord in their discord um i was like let's get it done so the majority of my studying occurred in within the last i don't know month or something oh good yeah and i just used ham study to go through the stuff um 
after reading in, I think I did the AARL questions and answers section. It's kind of, it's similar in setup to Gordo's uh, stuff, mm-hmm. where it's just the question and answers in the description of why it's true. Um, so I did that, and then I would go section by section, get up to 90%, which made sure that I, I was just, to get to 90% is not just you answering the question correct once. It, it's, you got to go through the questions a, a number of times and see proficiency. And then the, when I I said I guess better than Leia, that wasn't a diss to Leia. I'm very pro Leia, and uh, I was just Thank you. I was just saying it in a roundabout way. It's easier to guess when you study the material. It's true. That's all I was saying, and this might sound like a diss, but um, I didn't it wasn't. take it as a diss. <laughs> um, always love the podcast, guys. I'll end it there. I'm not sure if I'll do any email. Oh yeah, and I signed up to be a Glarg V. Hey, oh, there you nice! Go. Congratulations, congratulations, and thank you. Yeah. Uh... Okay, so this is Keelan One, Mike Alfazulu, saying seventy-three, and thanks for the contact. Would would VEs because they make new hams be considered daddy hams? <laughs> I don't know if that's the. Message are they more them. like midwife hams? I don't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> OBGYN hams. <laughs> oh, no. Doctor hams. <laughs> I don't. We should stop. That's Hamspitals. <laughs> Ham storks. Um, I do like the, it's a lot easier to guess when you know the answers. Yeah. That's, I do like that. That's... <laughs> I didn't take any offense to no, what you said. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> no. Hey, Leah and Josh, this is Edward KU3. Uh, why? Hey, Edward. I hope you guys are doing well. I've got a quick one, maybe, maybe quick. Um, I was wondering if Josh could spend my money. Oh. Yesterday was my birthday. And Happy birthday, I've just Edward. learned or started digging into uh, fox hunting with ham radio. And I wanted to see if there was any recommendations on antenna, um, you know, Yegi or uh, a linear antenna uh, that would be great for that. And ideally, if I could get a UHF, VHF handheld antenna that would also work satellite. Um, uh, I was just wondering if there's, there's a way that I can kind of mix those two parts of the hobby together, you know, buy once and uh, use it for all of them. Um, I'm noticing I think a lot of videos on satellite, they seem to have uh, UHF and VHF on different polarized planes on, on the actual antenna. I kind of don't know if that them. matters or not. Um, Budget-wise, I'd like to keep it under 100, but then, you know, what is the best one out mm. there? Um, I'm hoping it's not as much as a radio. Yeah, I would love uh, your thoughts on that. And, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Keep up the podcast. Love it, as always. This is KU3RY. Well, Edward, good build question. a Yagi yeah. for fox hunting. So good question. Y- yes, you, you can buy something like an elk antenna or an arrow. An arrow might be more in line with what you're looking for. And then you can just not use the band that you're not using for that fox hunt. So if it's a two-meter fox hunt, you just don't put the 70-centimeter elements on it. You just run it as a two-meter. The thing that you – a lot of people – well – it's often mentioned, but it's not the first thing that gets mentioned, is you, you likely need possibly an offset attenuator for fox hunting. Because as you get 
start getting progressively closer to the fox, you need to attenuate that signal down significantly, even when using a Yagi. You get this just all-around signal that it's hard to actually drop it down. Even if you have an RF gain control on the radio, it becomes you know increasingly difficult to kind of limit out the signals that the antenna is picking up. There is a website I'll mention. It's called Homing In. And it's a really, really good resource for all things fox hunting, as well as homebrew projects, off-the-shelf equipment that exists, and it covers the gamut for the different types of uh, radio direction finding. Now, if you go with something like an aero antenna, which is probably the more common antenna that you'll see for satellite, for handheld FM satellites, that kind of thing, uh, it'll work for both, as I mentioned. I'm not completely sure about the the pattern of the elk antenna if it's a wider um yagi type well it's, it's a log periodic if it's a, if it's a wider um pattern of the antenna on the reception side than that of the arrow so you'd have to go look that up i can't comment either way you could also say well so okay think about this what you want to do more you can just go to home depot buy yourself a couple pieces of pvc pipe go to Harbor Freight, buy a cheap tape measure, and make yourself a tape measure Yagi for like two meters, and then maybe take that $100 or the leftovers, build yourself an offset attenuator, or buy a kit for one. And I think I've got, oh, I can't remember what I've got. I have an offset attenuator, and it was a kit, and I built it on the live stream. So you can probably go back three years probably or more, and uh, you can you can look up the kit that I built uh, for that. That probably runs you close to $100, all things included. Uh, that would probably be the way I would go if you were going to be focusing on radio direction finding first and then potentially go into the other direction with satellites. But it, it's up to you. Just remember that you're going to need the ability to attenuate the signal, particularly when you get in close. So th that's what I would that's what I would say. All right, Edward, I hope that Josh answers your question. And uh, he spent some of that birthday money for you. Let me spend your money. There it is. <laughs> All right, and that was the last voicemail. Okay. Which means... It's time to climb the tower and read some emails. Let's go. The first email comes from Drew, our trail building correspondent. Ah, Hello, Leah and Josh. There are so many things. I've been staying fairly quiet because I was focused on my recovery from my wrist surgery and studying for my extra. I remember saying I was going to do that, but I don't remember if I ever mentioned that I had scheduled a test with one of my local clubs, which, by the way, I have joined and am also working now with their associated Aries group. That's fantastic. That's great. Anyway, the wrist surgery, uh, the wrist recovery is going well. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Which is to say I have been, quote unquote, graduated from my occupational therapy. I found out physical therapy is for hand for hand related injuries is called occupational therapy. So oh. they feel like all the range of motion and benchmark progress has been made. So now, in my mind, it's really just a matter of getting stronger, and theoretically, I will be cleared to return to work next month. What, I, Drew, you have a pretty uh, physically intense job, I feel like. 
start swinging a hammer immediately. (laughs) I am still cautiously optimistic that I will make something resembling a full recovery and can say my wrist is better than it has been since the injury occurred in November of 2021. Unfortunately, I think I can realistically say that at this point, my expectations are thoroughly tempered and that I do not expect to see anything like my old 100% once is as good as it can get. How good it gets remain to be seen, but I have my chin up. Drew, I have full faith that you're going to put in all of the work because of the diligent person you are Mm -hmm. and make the best recovery anybody can from a similar situation. Drew says, radio content? Oh, yeah, it's a ham radio podcast. I'll get there. Okay. (laughs) Working towards it. But I did want to say I will leave alone the states throwing shade for now (laughs) but josh did make a comment about virginians and their peanuts my grandfather grew up in virginia peanut country and never lived far from there so when i went to see him it became common knowledge early on that he had a 30 gallon trash bag full of brined and or roasted in the shell peanuts in his garage you could sit in an old lawn chair with him with said trash can in between your chairs and shell and eat peanuts with him and talk about anything and get no judgment and good advice if you wanted it if you just wanted to get something off your chest you could do that too Anything was fair game as long as you cleaned up the shells afterwards. I can't tell you how many times in the past 30 years I've wished I could sit down with him one last time. I'm sure I will never run out of reasons to wish that. Oh, that's a... That's very sweet. Your grandfather sounds like a very wonderful man. Now I can't. I, I have had boiled peanuts, but I haven't boiled had boiled peanuts. But I haven't had brined peanuts. So that's interesting. And he made a distinction between the two. So now I'm kind of interested to try those. Time for you to go back to Virginia. I did. I brought back peanuts from Virginia. I actually ordered peanuts and had them shipped back because they wouldn't have fit in my. They have peanut stores in Virginia. Yeah. And they're legit. They're good peanuts. I made you go out and get those. I didn't go out and get them. It was. was, (laughs) Remember, it, it had a quarter of an inch of snow on the ground. So no one was going drive. anywhere in right, Virginia. Right, right. Exactly. I ordered them. I called them. I ordered them. They said, I my wife heard about your peanuts. <laughs> and they're like, everybody's heard about our peanuts. They're fantastic. <laughs> very confident peanut uh, folk in Virginia. Uh, and yeah, they're, they're very good. I can say that for sure. Well, Drew says, your comment triggered the memory, and I wanted to say thank you for that. Oh, oh. well, I'm glad that we were able to trigger your trip down memory lane. Ahem. Radio content. You may recall that prior to any mention of extra by April, I said I would use my recovery time to study for and pass my extra. Josh, Mm -hmm. Leah, at 1 p.m. on the afternoon of March 25th, not only did I pass my extra, but the senior VE told me it was the best score he had ever seen on an extra exam, which frankly surprised me because Hamstudy told me I was running only about an 82%. Wow. Congratulations. So that means that that particular VE has never seen like a 100% because that's his 
He's like, you found out how to get extra credit on a ham radio test. <laughs> how did you do that? You gave peanuts to all the VEs. You get a uh, plus three dBs for getting 100%. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> extra with honors. But it doesn't matter. I'll take it. And now those sneaky POTA operators cannot hide from me in the lower segments of the bands. I have a certain skill set. I will hunt them and I will log them. <laughs> I like it. Drew signs off. Thanks again for everything you both do. Don't forget to always give it the beans. 73 Drew KO4TWQ slash AE. Very exciting and like great it. job on that top score. That is exciting, especially to me. That's inspiring. Very good. Yeah. Are you inspired now? You're going to study? I mean, maybe. Okay. Yeah. The next email is from Vincent, and it's titled, How I Realized Jake, KO4JUZ, Was Standing Beside Me and Using an HT for Mobile Operations. This okay. is answering questions oh, yes. we had last week. Yes, 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 yes. Vincent says, hi, Leia and Josh. To answer Josh's question, during the pre-race meeting, Jake was asked about his crossband repeater setup for the race. So I asked him if he was the Jake from HRCC. <laughs> In reference to Josh's topic on the podcast this past week, I ran an HT in my vehicles to a mobile connect to a mag mount antenna with and without a 35 slash 40 watt amp for over 20 years. It wasn't until I got my 5100 at a Hamvention in 2019 that I had a dedicated mobile unit. I'm not disagreeing with Josh on getting a mobile first. This is just the setup that worked for me. Sure. Well, thank you so much, Vincent. And for the follow-up, once again, so glad to see HRCC members meeting in the wild. Oh, yeah. That's super cool. I mean, it's it's a wild concept to me to, to have people that are like, you email that podcast I listened to? Yeah. It's kind of weird. But I, I think it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the next email is titled E by A. And the, oh, okay. Yeah, extra by And this April. is from Zach. Mm -hmm. Just stopping by quickly to say I upgraded to extra on Sunday. Congratulations. Congratulations, Zach. After studying for 24 hours, I signed up wow. for a test six days away, forcing myself to commit to studying. Extra by April. 73N7ZJL. Congrats. Well, congrats, Zach. And uh, thank you for that great, uh, great tip on how other people can get motivated. <laughs> just study just for sign 24 up. Yeah, just, just do it. Just sign up. Yeah. There's your deadline. <laughs> the next email is titled Patch, etc. And this is from Kevin. Okay. I've been listening to the Patch and Rocker discussions for the past few weeks. I attached a photo of the Army Marksman Award. You can hang a bar underneath for each weapon you scored marksman, i.e. rifle, pistol, M203, etc., so do the same for ham achievements. 73 Kevin WA4 KBM. I'm going to show Josh this picture. It's super nifty. Yep. I, oh, I know what it is. Yeah. Um, so now you're getting Leia into making metal pins with bars that you can hang underneath. <laughs> Excellent. 
I think it's a good idea. I like how that looks, but we're, we'll come up with something that, uh, that we feel will, will work. I think the next email is titled forward. Don't miss out. Get your physical ham radio license today. What? And this comes from the beautiful and uh, studying for her test, mm-hmm. Charlene. Okay. You're going to love this, Leia. <laughs> I only paid for tech when it was on sale a year ago or more, I think, long before I found the podcast. So I had no idea how much money I was getting into. On a good note, I did only spend like $30 for the tech class. Shrug. Still didn't help until I had someone fill in my missing blanks. What do you do? Tell Josh I'm loving his videos. She has forwarded and email uh, from Ham Radio uh, Perp. (laughs) Ham Radio Perp. No, you can say that name. And they are selling. Basically, they will print Mm -hmm. a license card Mm -hmm. with... uh, Call sign, grant date, effective date, FRN, expiration date, um, et cetera. $15. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's actually a company. Thanks for for sharing that. Thank you. There's actually a company that will make, um, they look like police badges, right? Okay. Like the shield. Mm -hmm. But then there's like a banner over the top of it that has your call sign on it. It's bad. Don't do this, guys. Don't do don't do this. It's like having a badge that says you're a CCW holder. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Seems seems strange. All right. <laughs> Thank you uh, again, Charlene. The next email is titled "Realistic Preparedness and Nerditude." Mm, okay. And this is from Ned. Hey, Leia and Josh. First of all. Love the new for- format. Oh, thank it's you. It's like a mullet. Business in the front, party in the back. That's it. <laughs> it's the mullet of podcasts. The mullet of podcasts. <laughs> love the podcast and love your videos, Josh. I look up your videos anytime I want a better understanding of something ham radio or ham radio oh, adjacent. thank you. In one of the preparedness corners, Josh made a comment about The Last of Us and Walking Dead. My wife loves The Walking Dead. I can take it or leave it. The Walking you Dead. Shut your mouth. The Walking Dead was good for a certain number of seasons, it, and then I agree. And then Glenn died, <laughs> which is which is kind of tough because Negan is one of the like the best villains. He is the best villain in the whole thing. Period. Like his whole story arc is is very good, but does he get everything? Redemption arc? Oh yeah, big time. Oh, now I got to go back. Huge. (laughs) What have you done, Ned? Yeah. Uh, It used to drive me nuts. Where are you getting fresh gas? It took 10 seasons to figure out there are solar panels and ham radios. Is Eugene the only quote unquote engineer in Georgia? And he's not even like a real engineer. He's like a scammer kind of guy. At least the last of us has Ron Swanson. Oh, dude. That, I I was waiting good, for him to start working on his canoe after he ate that steak. Because <laughs> he's a woodworker. Yes. Man, Ron Swanson was such a good character. Really, really spoke to the Gay people. Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ned continues, I am fascinated by DMR, Hamvoip, and Arden mesh networks. Radios and computers, two things mm-hmm. I love. I think I found my lane. I really want to build an all-star node. Okay. Just needs need to work on my soldering skills. You know, some of us want to buy a radio and my contacts, and some of us want to take apart a Baofeng and hook it up to a Raspberry Pi. Mm-hmm. I think there will always be an appliance operator technician dichotomy. Some just have that hacker brain. Hey, I'm not yucking anyone's yum. Just get into it. Right. Yeah, I think that is well, also Josh's sentiment. I I, I will never. I, I'm I'm good at at arguing both sides. I have no problem with that, and I'm not making any of those arguments to discourage anybody. And I agree with you that. There's some folks that just aren't going to put solder to board, right? Or or learn how to program even a simple script to do something, right? To help them. So I get it. I I, I totally understand. Um, yeah. I remember a while back that someone emailed about using a deck of cards as a crypto system to send secret messages without a computer. It is from one of my favorite books. Cryptonomicon by Steel Stevens Neil Stevenson. Steel Nielsen. <laughs> there is an interesting ham radio related concept in that book called Van Eck Radiation. In a nutshell, our laptops, AMF computers, monitors emit sideband radiation. What if you could receive those emissions and decode them? Basically eavesdropping. You could set up equipment in a hotel next to someone and essentially see what they do in their computer. That happens in the book. Also, Wim Van Eck published this concept in a technical journal in 1985 and was able to eavesdrop on a system many meters away with $15 worth of equipment and a TV set. Mm -hmm. You knew that? That's really fascinating. Well, Ned signs off. Remember, Leia, paranoia is the garlic in life's kitchen. You can never have too much. <laughs> uh, that I don't agree with. Well, as somebody who's been to the stinking rose, I do feel that there is a point in which there is too much garlic. I don't know about that. That's a restaurant that has built a reputation on throwing as many cloves of garlic oh, into so every good. dish I love garlic. that they make. I... This this is obviously there are some folks that can't help but be paranoid, and so I'm not telling you, eh, just just walk it off, you know, like <laughs> like when you're in an argument with your girlfriend, you say, calm down. Who's your girlfriend? You know, or wife? You know what I mean? What? I'm talking to the listener, not me. <laughs> your, um, you know, you know, you don't tell people to calm down when they're upset, right? So I'm not saying for those that just are innately paranoid that can't help it, right? Right. But I'm, I never like feeling anxiety or paranoia because it prevents me from like doing. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, with that, Ned says 73, Ned, K-I-5-W-C-O, a.k.a. Kiwi. Kiwi. He's Kiwiko. Kiwiko. Yeah. Thanks so much, Ned. The next email is titled FM Antenna for Two Meters, and this comes from Chris. Mm -hmm. First off, I would like to thank the other emails regarding the issue. 
The whip was, that was mentioned with the cut charts in the show notes, I will have to look into. Mm-hmm. The base of that antenna does look like it would fit a normal old school automotive FM antenna. Mm-hmm. I have thought of cutting the antenna so it would work better on two meters, ideally adding a loading coil so it would work with both. But I'm not sure how to make that kind of trap. I will have to do some research on that. The only trapped antennas I have built for resident dipoles with coaxial traps that wouldn't look very good on the car antenna. One other issue, the FM coax in the automobiles is 75 ohms and roughly three feet long. May still need some sort of tuner to match that to the 50 ohm radio. Mm Mm-hmm. I could replace a coax with 50 ohm, but I'm not sure I would be able to get the proprietary connector that is used on the stock type antenna. Yeah. Well, Chris, I'm I'm this is you're you're uh, you're likely doing something that's been done before, as I've said. Your Nova antenna project is uh, has a lot of hands coming out of the woodwork and i'm hoping i'm hoping they solve this for you i'm yeah. hoping you join the the hrcc discord because they'll have they'll have more ideas i aside from cutting yeah but now you got the now you got the feed line problem i didn't even think about that but that's totally plausible hey leah uh what's nova in spanish no go so that's kind of my thoughts here <laughs> i'm sticking to my guns <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I man, I I don't have an answer on this one. I really don't. Other than what we've said and what's been brought up. Well, Chris continues, you're correct. And that repeated high RPM at high horsepower use of an engine, as in racing, does limit the lifespan of the engine considerably. Sure. The failure of these engines is almost always pistons, rods, crank yeah. or bottom end bearings. Mm-hmm. The push rod valve train normally is not the failure point. Mm. Top fuel dragsters making like 10,000 plus horsepower are good for one quarter mile run. And then are rebuilt. Yep. Pro mod engines at 4,000 to 5,000 horsepower are usually good for maybe 3,000 miles. Stock LS engines turning less than 6,000 RPMs and under 300 horsepower are typically running 400,000 miles, obviously with proper maintenance and not using it on a racetrack. <laughs> I, I can see that main bearing being the main problem. Yeah, I can see main bearings being a problem valves any kind of just slight adjustment in valves could could uh cause a problem yeah i i can see that all right well chris signs off thanks for the podcast and keep up the good work chris kr4ez well i like it i like kr4ez he has easy in his call sign but his problem is not easy this is he's making his life way harder yeah this is uh this is tough Mm mm-hmm I wish I had a better answer for him. I really do. But this is like the, um, this is, <laughs> this is one of like the opposites of me as a person. Like I want it, I want it functionally really good, like as functional as possible. And I'm willing to like live with not great aesthetics. Like I guess it's more of a I know Spartan, this. it's I a know Spartan this about thing. You. Like I will, I will go for best performance, most performance and reliability and I'm okay with not having good aesthetics. Yeah. All right. 
And so I, know that, now, I know that's why he's doing it. It's for aesthetics. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Oh. I keep interrupting you. Well, the next email. Okay. Is titled video, so probably not for the podcast, regarding electric cars and shack raspberry pies. I will not play the video. Mm -hmm. But I will read the email. Okay. Hey, guys, I just listened to the podcast with my email. I felt so bad about my quiz. I thought Cockney rhyming was a bit more known than I guess it is. <laughs> you, you, you won. You wrote to the no, wrong No, you won. <laughs> you won. The quiz, the quizzler. Yeah. You won. I lost. I, you got me. I, you got me. I had a good time listening. <laughs> Can't tell you I learned a damn thing because I don't remember any of them. So... I got it. I got to say, I just got to be honest. According to an old wives tale is one way of talking. So criminals could discuss things without police or outsiders knowing what they were saying. AKI, I'm off down the fog and towed to the nuclear sub. If you need me, I'll be near the dog and bone. Oh, Later and then look at that. One night we all fell asleep many years ago and we woke up in Australia. <laughs> later on this what i call classic became even shorter by dropping a word for a giggle here's a clip from lock stock and two smoking barrels from 1998 where they use a little bit of this with subtitles uh, yeah we can't play that yeah. but, uh you've seen have you seen lock stock yes that is a movie that leo would be like what'd they say what what'd they say what they say what? That's the movie where Leia would watch and go, what did they say? Oh. <laughs> what did they say? <laughs> That's like Snatch is the like more American friendly version of Lockstock. Lockstock mm -hmm. is way deeper. It's a great movie if you like a comedy of errors and the collision of multiple storylines into one. Mm -hmm. Other movies I recommend are Snatch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Snatch is... I, and, and this is me as an American, even though I can, I am pretty good, I, I guess. I've, I've watched Phone Shop um, in understanding some of the different accents and what people are saying from, from the UK, from Britain, um, but not, obviously not Cockney. That one, the, the, many of those got over my head, um, I guess, I guess. All right, then there's Layer Cake. Layer cake is very good. Very good. But layer cake has more drugs and drama. Yeah. <laughs> Green Street Hooligans. I haven't. I don't think I've that's seen a that. good movie about football hooliganism. And I'm assuming when you say football, you mean soccer. Footy. No, yes. footy is Australian. Footy. No, footy is Australian. Sorry. Soccer is what we would call it, but football. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> I believe I have this right, and Australians will correct me. Hayden will correct me. I believe footy is Australian rules football. What? Um, American-style football, Australian rules is footy, is my understanding. What? That's yes. different from, from yes. soccer? Australian rules football is a different animal, different sport. It is not rugby. It is a whole different thing, whole different animal. Leia's literally is, looking this up. Is footy the same as rugby? Australian rules football or footy is a fast, free-flowing game that is the most popular sport in Australia. The game looks to be a hybrid of rugby yep. and soccer with a bit of basketball, hockey, football, lacrosse, and yes. volleyball throw-in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. What? Footy's cool. It's it's actually a pretty cool sport. Yeah. 
what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what if we took everything? <laughs> Why don't we give that guy a big stick? No, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Nobody's wearing pads. <laughs> I don't think they wear pads either. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh... <laughs> Thank you so much for the continued education, as always, Edward. Thank you. And now it's time. It's the final email. All right. The last email is titled, Thanks for all the podcasting from your new foreign correspondent. Ooh. And this comes from James. James says, Hi, Leia, Josh, MM7, MCM, James here, QTH, Codenbeat, Codenbeat, Scotland, around 12 and a half miles from the north of Edinburgh. Fantastic. Well, welcome, James. Edinburgh? Is that? Yeah. Is that not how you say it? I don't. I don't know. How's it spelled? E D I N B U G B U R Edinburgh. Edinburgh. But it said B U R G H. Edinburgh? <laughs> What's happening? I'm so sorry, James. While I've been exposed to ham radio for nearly 30 years, thanks to both scouts and RAF air cadets, watching Josh's HRCC YouTube channel over the past few years, and more recently, your most excellent podcast Mm -hmm. has finally pushed me over the line. Well, fantastic. Let's see if this, let's see if this works. Edinburgh. 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 Oh my gosh. You got that one more time. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. <laughs> I finally passed my foundation license right. just over a week ago. Congrats. Congratulations. I made my first QSO a couple of days later, completed my first soda activation the next day, and have been on my local ham society's uh, last two weekly nets, fully getting stuck in then. Man, when you go, you go hard, James. It was good. Whilst currently an appliance operator due to licensing restrictions, I'll design and build my own sets once I pass the further steps, the intermediate and full license over here. There are still plenty of us who love to tinker. I joined tonight's net using a jerry-rigged Slim Jim antenna fashioned out of duct tape and some 18-gauge solid copper wire strung up in a tree. Nano VNA for the win. Nice. I had mostly 59s across, five nines across the board from five watt of handheld goodness, FT65. All right. Very good. I'm up to date with the last six months worth of podcasts and would like to reach out and thank you for all the great content and comment on a couple of points. Well, thank you thank for you. listening. Firstly, about licensing, TV licensing in the UK. Here we go. <laughs> Something I still, like, how is not everybody just outraged? <laughs> like, so, so Oh, mad. you made a truck <laughs> that tells you when I'm receiving a signal, not transmitting, receiving. It's just, well, so, that's. It's so overreaching. Pretty, I showed you that truck, right? Yeah. With the weird protrusions in the front and the back. Yes. Like, they made. 
they made fake things <laughs> to scare to trick yeah. people. As previously mentioned, the current fee is £159 per year per household. It is a requirement for watching any live TV or downloading slash streaming TV broadcasts. Bro. There is an option of having this if you are blind or severely sight impaired. You can't even see it anymore. You get half off. It is possible to still get black and white only license for what? the reduced fee of fifty three fifty, I okay. <laughs> Apparently, there are still around six thousand homes watching in black and white. Okay, here okay. we go. Here we I go. To... You 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 tapped into something big. Oh boy, here we go. Leia so, just crossed. It. She picked a leg up and crossed it because she's gonna get ready to drop some some. We will get emails on this, Leia. Okay, so. <laughs> My best friend Sarah oh, told God. me my my BFF Jill yeah <laughs> told me that there was a study done where uh they found a way to for you to continue to use your phone while also breaking your phone addiction and it goes back to this idea that our hunter gatherer brains get a dopamine hit when they see color specifically because when we were gathering women especially Grabbing when we berries. were gathering we needed to be able to differentiate colors very well right and when we would see something that would stand out in color it would give us a dopamine hit cuz it may it meant right. that we found food right 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 yeah so in order to break your phone addiction, you turn your phone to grayscale, which turns it obviously black and white, and then you get no more dopamine hit. That's it. So I did it. Uh-huh. And I, uh, I'm i like almost a week in, uh-huh. I think. And the first thing that you notice when you look at your phone in grayscale and you're looking at your main page mm-hmm. is all of your icons are gray. Right. Which makes you not want to click on anything because your brain thinks that they're not available. <laughs> gray is the color of disabling. <laughs> right? Right. Okay. So her phone is a black and white television right now. Yes. Yes. And I did that for free. AT&T <laughs> still charge us full cost. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, yeah. Uh, and so Instagram, pretty much worthless to me now. <laughs> All the pictures are in black and white. and uh, Unless you're really into black and white photography. But they aren't very good in black and white because they're no. optimized for color. <laughs> right. Yeah. And TikTok, and remember what we said about TikTok earlier in the podcast, it shows you a feed based on what you're interested in, not from the beginning. It adjusts over time based mm-hmm. on whatever you're watching at that time. Right. right. So my feed is in black and white, which means I don't end up really watching the screen anymore. Mm-hmm. So now what I'm getting is a ton of TikToks that, well, I guess that makes sense because it's news anyway. Just very audio heavy things that you don't have to look at the screen to enjoy, right? Yeah. Um, I I feel like I use my phone in a more utilitarian way now. It's just 
for function and not for entertainment. Interesting. It's also curbed my online spending significantly. Really? Because I literally, I when I go shopping for something, like I, I buy things on Target online. Look at all this gray Skype. that it's I like, could be buying. This is, none of this is interesting to me. Just, I need to get milk. <laughs> like, Which is white. Yeah. No difference to me. <laughs> the a major issue I ran into when I did this, though, is when I take pictures, they are still in color for everywhere else that I either post or whoever I send it to. Mm-hmm. But it makes it feel much more artistic, right? I end up focusing more on composition. Oh, because I, I I can't see the. That's colors. all you got. Yeah, that's all you got. Yeah. And and I guess your exposure or whatnot, right? Well, I'm taking pictures on my phone. So. I just touched that thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if the pictures I post are any good. <laughs> but... <laughs> I... but they're fine to me. And the other thing is it's much easier to put down my phone because now the outside world is so much more engaging because it is this the is... only source of color. This is crazy to me. Yeah. I mean... It... It it is like a brain hack that is yeah. like real. Yeah, and there's it so many brain hacks that everybody's like, oh, my phone. Do, these, do these five things and da 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 da, and all the brain hacks are like, no, it it doesn't really work. Yeah, this is actually like mm-hmm. a real brain hack. Mm-hmm. It's I will amazing. warn you that there, if you decide to do this, mm-hmm. uh, and what I I posted about what I did on uh, Facebook uh, a couple days ago, <laughs> and I commented and. Almost everybody who was like, I need to do this, was a woman. Because mm-hmm. gathering, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, that is kind of the whole thing. And one of my friends had actually tried the experiment before already. Right. She's she's probably one of the more intelligent people I know. And uh, she said she only lasted two hours because when she was going to differentiate pictures, she couldn't. And so she she turned it back. She said she felt like it made her more inefficient. And well, it's like, like she said for shopping, right? Was the big thing. No, she was sending it to colleagues or something. She needed to send her colleagues some pictures. Oh, well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she said that they just all look the same because they were in black and white. And I don't feel that way. Well, also, you have a bit more of the uh, you're more blase about it. You're like, I'm just going to send you this thing. Because you know it's like close enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not going to be like you got the information is there. Whether it's black or white or color, it doesn't matter. So one of my friends who is an artist that runs um, an art school locally, she had commented Mm -hmm. that it's a really interesting experiment because one of the things that they have their students do before they are completely finished with a piece of work is they have to look at it in grayscale. It's so that they can pick out uh, anywhere on the canvas mm-hmm. or uh, that they missed. Mm-hmm. Like if they were trying to paint something mm-hmm. for vibrant color or color something in, the grayscale will pop the areas that their color wasn't dense enough in. Like it was too light, too yeah. white or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. My, my joke that I posted on your comment is it's like you're walking around watching I Love Lucy episodes remixed with tiktok music because <laughs> that's what it kind of is like it's it's 
you look at her phone and it looks like an old timey television. Like there is no part of it of with any color. Right. What was the what was the movie? I think it was it Reese Witherspoon and Tobey Maguire or something where they go back in time and everything's grayscale and they figure out how to break out of it and the world's color. I don't I don't know. Welcome to Pleasantville. Oh, maybe. Edison picked up my phone and he was like, Mom, there's something wrong with your phone. <laughs> and he put it down. <laughs> he was like, I can't use this. <laughs> so, yeah, that's an experiment for you uh, if uh, you're ever interested. Anyway, back, <laughs> back to James's email. Ple- it's just called Pleasantville. Okay. It is Reese Witherspoon. Oh, did I nail it? Did I don't think it's Tobey Maguire, though. Mm. It is Tobey Maguire. William H. Macy's in it. And Excellent. Reese Witherspoon. I got to go back and watch that movie. It's actually pretty good. So those 6,000 homes that are watching TV in black and white <coughs> probably aren't very addicted to watching TV. <laughs> they could they could take or leave the yes. license. However, this license only covers watching live TV, not recording or downloading programs. For this, we have access to nearly 100 free-to-air free channels, of which the BBC services, nine national and uh, more regional services, are advertisement-free. Interesting. Maybe if you had advertising, the shows wouldn't go on hiatus. At the peak of their popularity. (laughs) Leia has a long-running beef with the BBC. (laughs) I just love BBC programming, but then when I get really invested, they screw me over. (laughs) Like, how many times has that happened to you? Didn't Torchwood do that? Torchwood did that. Who else did that? Some of them go on hiatus. They never come back. Why do you call it a hiatus? Just do a a finale. Maybe it comes back. Because they don't have money. That's it. It's done. It's gone. Ah, and I, you know I, who you know else who does this, and like I I think shows have gotten much better about this. Mm-hmm. Netflix does this. Like the show doesn't go on hiatus, but it's just not downloaded enough, so then it disappears. They say that though, it's like going away. Like it's like that's it. We're yeah, take but, it away. But the when that first started happening, mm-hmm. they didn't have series finales for those shows, and so now when you watch a Netflix show. It wraps up real pretty every season. <laughs> like, Don't know if it's coming back. Exactly. If it's if it's Netflix native. So you if you want to binge a show that ends, mm-hmm. you almost always have to. It has to be from another network. I think the only one where it was really well planned that it was going to end properly mm-hmm. was the Gilmore Girls um like reboot which was four seasons of gilmore girls or whatever it's like the reboot got four seasons no it was one episode for each season the four seasons of gilmore girls what the gilmore girls reboot was only one season it was four episodes Uh uh-huh one for each season one episode for each season Uh, i don't it was gilmore girls originally four seasons no it was for four, like fall, winter, spring, summer. Oh, the see, no. <laughs> see, you just turned on me. Yeah. We were talking about show seasons, which is a, usually a year. Okay. Right. You're talking about the 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 weather 
the seasons of the weather. But here was the worst part about the guilt. They knew they were only doing four episodes uh-huh. and that that would be it. Okay. That's the last time we visit Stars Hollow. Okay. Okay. They left everybody with this cliffhanger of a question. Excellent. Of who is Rory's father. Yes. Good. Good. I love it. And then the showrunner Mm -hmm. had to then come back and go, I think it's really apparent who the father is. Good. I don't think she even said (laughs) who it was. Good. Yes. And then it it took a TikToker going, let's do the math, people. This happens in this season. This happens in this season. This happens in this season. This is how far along she is by the end. There's only one person it could be. Mm. And it wasn't Jesse... Milo Vitiliagmio. <laughs> Vitiliagia. Oh, whatever. All right. So Deckard right. is a replicant. Back to the back to the BBC. All right. Detector vans. Yes, they are a thing. Yeah. So dumb. With older CRT sets, the vans could detect RF from the line scan drivers about a 10 kilohertz sawtooth wave. They then moved to the detection of leakage from the TV's local oscillator and the superhet receiver, which passed back through the aerial. Nowadays, they have optical detectors, which measure the fluctuations in light output. Hint, good blackout blinds that can be matched to the broadcast images, enabling detection from any screen, TV or not. It's worth pointing out that detector vans have never produced evidence used in court. (laughs) Right. Right. However, various third parties have had the efficacy of such detectors proven by the BBC. So the technology is indeed sound. There you go. Take take that against your you mean you mean the the company slash government wants to prove that their detector vans actually do the thing pay a company to tell them that it does the thing that they say it does no way are you saying that it's un it's not unbiased i I would like to see a youtube on this if there's a youtube out there somebody link me to it i'd like to i'd like to watch it James says, there's plenty more to say, but I'll leave it at that for now, as I tend to ramble on. But who doesn't like a six-hour podcast? Well, let's die out this week. I look forward to the next episodes and may even manage a contact with you since I'm geared up for HF. Okay. Spend my money. <laughs> any more you want curi- me to? What am I doing? <laughs> any more curiosities about life over the pond? One of us, current or expat Brits, will be on it for sure. I, I do have a question. Uh, uh, aside from the national dish of chicken tikka masala. I mean, nobody can be upset about that. What is the best dish from Britain's cuisine mm-hmm. that originates from Britain? I guess we should be we should clarify this. He is in Scotland. Britain is. Oh, haggis. The. Okay, well, I mean, you can ask about Scotland, right? That's true. I mean, he may have thoughts about Britain as well, uh, but that is Great Britain is its own landmass. Okay. Right? Yeah. They are part of the Commonwealth, right? Yes. Right? So we should clarify what we're talking about here. I'm sure he has thoughts on both sides, Hmm. but yeah, just so that everybody's listening is like we're, 
it would be unfair to say like you know tell us about great britain and he's like well i'm in scotland you know <laughs> all right well he did say brits so well y- sure sure and I hope that's everybody 73 is from James. Thank, Thank you, you, James. So that was a fantastic James. email. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, very good. Everybody, uh, sorry for the shorter podcast, but this is all just a byproduct of our crazy day we had. And it was crazy before the dog even bit me, but that <laughs> kind of um, made the whole podcast start way later than it normally does. So we are all kind of collectively here on this side go to bed. So, Leia, thanks again for being on the show. And to all you listeners, thanks for taking the time, listening to the show. And until we talk at you again, 73. 73. And I'm playing the transit song. <laughs> Sorry for forgetting last week. Topoki.